Folks are exhausted. This is the refrain that I am hearing again and again right now. Exhausted from the challenge or, or maybe the impossibility of working and homeschooling in the same place at the same time. Exhausted from the worry about one's own health or about our loved ones or about our kin all around the world. Exhausted watching bills pile up without paychecks, trying to figure out what necessities to prioritize. Again, impossibly hard. Exhausted from isolation, from boredom, from massive uncertainty. Not everyone is in this place. And if you are feeling great, I am really happy for you. But to all you listening who are spent, I see you. I hear you. You are in very good company. Jesus' words today are a strange addition to this almost ubiquitous exhaustion. It always takes some work to translate the shepherding metaphors to our context, so far removed as we are from those literally pastoral ways of life. And especially now. We are not wandering in the fields, getting lost or closed in at home. Whatever gates we can find already holding us in as we shelter. Into this void, Jesus comes with promises that can be as confusing now as they were then. He saw these blank stares from the crowd he was teaching. They aren't getting it. He's the gate? Who's the gatekeeper then? How is he the gate and the shepherd both at the same time? It may help to take a step back and look at how these symbols function. Unlike a wall or a barrier, gates offer a way to safety, a way out to freedom, a way through those things that would otherwise separate us. Shepherds lead the flock to food and drink daily and then back home again. Sheepfolds protect us. They, they keep us safe while we rest. These are the things that Jesus is offering. This is who he promises to be. Safety and freedom. Connection and nourishment. Rest. And then there's this this other part to his promise. In this vision, he promises that his sheep will recognize his voice, that they will follow as they hear him calling them by name. 
Have you ever spent time with sheep? When I was in high school, we lived uh, right next door to a field full of sheep. And my experience is that on the whole, they are not very smart. They get lost easily. They get stuck in comically simple places. Sometimes the very same place again and again and again. And yet, Jesus trusts the flock, trusts that we will hear and listen and follow. Even though right here in this passage, the people listening to him have not gotten it right. Here in and among the disciples are the community leaders who, when Jesus has just healed the man born blind, these leaders reject him, don't believe him, kick him out. And still, Jesus trusts that they will follow. He doesn't show frustration that we are of little faith or call us a brood of vipers here or lament that we cannot stay awake and watch with him for an hour. He's just confident that somehow we'll get it, that we'll join him, that we'll be able to follow. His trust in us is part of the promise but it doesn't come haphazardly by accident. I think this confidence comes precisely because of the kind of life he leads us into. Let me show you. Last year, I came across the work of a bishop who I'd never heard of before. Her name is Tricia Hersey. She's a black woman living in Atlanta, and she has claimed the pastoral title of the Knapp Bishop. Knapp, as in taking a short rest in the middle of the day. As the Knapp Bishop, she's leading a, a remarkable and subversive ministry there in the city of Atlanta and all around the country. Fittingly, it is named the Knapp Ministry. A theologian and poet and performance artist and activist, the Knapp Bishop is, is taking the countercultural notion of rest in the face of the grind and hallowing it, insisting on it. She gathers people to perform this rest publicly and gorgeously, naming rest as both art and necessity. In word and image, she publishes the beauty and the necessity of rest lavishly and unapologetically. A core part of her work is condemning the very system that prizes rest as off-limits, as a luxury for so many people. She sees the order that demands the non-stop race 
to do more. And defiantly, prophetically, she presses pause. The Knapp Bishop calls the question deep in our bodies. The way that she is leading, this, friends, this is the way of the Good Shepherd. To the best of my knowledge, Hersey is the only Knapp bishop. And it's a, it's a rather uncommon tack towards liberation. Even as ancient as it is, one that flies in the face of the powers that be. But then, Jesus' approach does too. The two are intertwined. Yes, being a disciple requires sacrifice. But Jesus is not asking us to become superheroes. He's asking us to follow. He's inviting us to enter into this abundant life, which is to say, sustainable life. It's an invitation as humble as it is generous going out and coming home, following him into the world, into our shared ministry, and following him to be fed, and then returning to rest, to be protected at home. This is the rhythm that he ordains. It's meant to happen every day. Rest and balance are always countercultural. They thwart the lies of the oppressor. And pandemic or not, we generally struggle with rest, with Sabbath. We, as a society, we wrestle with the notion of caring well for our bodies and for each other's, even if it means amassing less wealth and power. It's not just business. This mentality can seep into the most altruistic, compassionate work. It can taint even wonderful aims of meeting the needs of those around us. We're called to do that good work. And what I hear in today's gospel is that we're called to do that work in a way that is sustainable, that brings life for all involved. Jesus promises, incredibly, that he trusts us to listen and to follow. He has great confidence in us. And that confidence is rooted in our consistently living out this balance. What would this look like for you? What if you took the Nat Bishop's vision to heart and recognized rest as a beautiful and sacred act? What if you claimed Jesus' image of the protected, safe haven of the sheepfold and followed him there also. What bit of the constant grind 
Can you set down in order to fit through the gate and find respite? What can you press pause on so that you can rest today? Things may be out of control for a long time yet. The systems that theoretically make life doable, schools and childcare, nursing homes that we can actually visit, places of entertainment and connection, these may be off limits for quite a while. But that doesn't mean that rest is canceled. It doesn't mean that our own restoration has to be postponed. We need these now and always. This good shepherd leads us into abundant life. He promises us what we most need. And incredibly, he trusts that we will follow. It's up to us, then, to follow fully, to let him lead us in being fully alive, fed, engaged, safe, and rested together.